Hello and welcome to the Fridge Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Martin, and I'm happy to announce that we have comedian Brett Haney in the fridge. Hello. It's a lot warmer in here than I expected. Yeah, it's uh, it's misleading, especially, <laughs> especially summertime in the desert. I mean, I uh, expanded the fridge so I could fit bodies in here, but... I mean, not in that way. But. Yeah. <laughs> but I. Uh, Live <laughs> So I could fit the friends in here, but I didn't realize that uh, the motor in the fridge was only going to cool off the same area of the fridge. <laughs> so it's like a crisp breeze as you walk into the hot ass fridge. Right. It's not really that hot. <laughs> I definitely thought it'd be cooler. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, I cut one fan, not the other one. Sorry guys, you think 15 episodes in, we just I'd landed. be killing the fans, <laughs> but uh, so I met you pretty much when I started doing comedy, and uh, I, I've been doing comedy less than a year, so I, you know, sometime last September, I started September 11th, but sometime towards the yeah. end, uh, you did uh, a comedy roast for your birthday? Yes, I right. did. What was that in uh, November, December? That was in October. October, okay. I knew it was like right around when I first started because mm -hmm. that was like my first, like I met you a few times, but that was my first like impact. Did you go? Yeah. You I there? watched the whole thing. Uh -huh. like, <laughs> <laughs> wild, bro. Like you had a great time for your birthday. Oh, fuck yeah. All the comics fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really fun. I, I thought people were going to go harder, so I felt so bad for some of my jokes, because I think I told a few people to kill themselves. And yeah. Dude, it, that's the rough thing about fun. roasting, is you don't know uh, yeah. where everyone else is going to go, but... But it was still fun. That yeah. was, for sure. I thought it was hilarious, and I remember that as, like, an impactful... That's nice. Here's Brett Haney style. This guy's got the roast jokes. He's fucking, you know. Yeah, Plus, I, I, um, I've also since then seen you do some funny ass roast stuff. And, uh, and I, uh, yeah, that's like my. I did one other show for a friend out at their like luau thing that they had. Uh, but that was like, yeah, the roast was all. I booked all the people. Like, I did it all from. For my birthday, kind yeah. of all these people to you talk want, shit, and you like picked them as your friends and stuff. Yeah, and, and yeah. like Haley was super nice about it because I was like, I think I talked to her almost like two years in advance. I was like, for my thirtieth birthday, <laughs> when I turned thirty, I want to do a roast show. Yeah, and I think she kind of, of maybe laughed it off originally, but then yeah, like it came up to a year, and I think I sent a reminder, and then yeah, she let me put it on there. If yeah, I remember, yeah. it was pretty full. I think it was a lot of people I knew, but my goal was to like get people that also didn't know me to go to. So it was dope. Yeah. One. Uh, you said you planned that two years in advance. Did you have? Where did you get the idea from? Did you have like inspiration from other roast shows and stuff? You always loved doing that, or you just kind of wanted it for your birthday? Or I mean, I love roast comedy. Like I think yeah, I just um, yeah, I just roast or good excuse to be fucking mean to people yeah i guess i don't know and like hopefully they take it lightheartedly it's jokes that's weird yeah you gotta yeah. like obviously right set and place and time uh so yeah i don't know yeah i just uh 
I love crowd work too, kind of a thing. And so I just remember, uh, I know I wanted Eric Cole to be on it because he's really the best yeah. roaster. He smashes too. I've, I've seen him do a couple shows and I was on one show yeah. with him. He's so quick on his feet, but yeah, I don't really remember the idea behind it. I just knew that I wanted to be talked down to, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really like RoseCon. And thir 30's a big birthday. Like I, uh, like I was saying, I started comedy in September, but it was actually because I was turning 30 in December, and I wanted to do uh, my first uh, stand-up on Kill Tony for my 30th birthday. Oh, nice. And so that, that was like my first idea that I was like actually going to do it because I've like always loved stand-up. Uh, and then somewhere along the lines of like writing jokes and stuff, I was like, I should probably try this shit out <laughs> you know, a little bit <laughs> before I just do that. And uh, then it didn't even end up working out like me going down there to do that. Yeah. And I'm pretty glad actually because it's like, my goal originally was to like do like a one minute set for my 30th birthday and see how I like it and everything. Yeah. And my very first night here in Boise, the way comedy is, everyone's like so open and the open mic scene's super cool. Yeah, it is. I did yeah. two my first, my very first night because it was back when craft brewers used to do two on Saturday. Nice. Or they they do it on Saturday and then Mad Swede did it on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we started doing a, a roast show also, like a roast open mic thing, for a little bit around that time. And she has good roasts. I love hanging out with Reese. Oh, yeah, she's super funny. Yeah, dude, she has good roasts, too. But Shout out Reese Samuels. Right. <laughs> Let's see who we're talking about. I, uh, talking actually... About Reece Samuels, Eric Cole... Is that all we've mentioned so far? Brett no, and of course Haley. And Haley yeah. and Blue, Blue City Comedy. Yeah. Mad Swede. All right. Brees, <laughs> uh, actually, we did that debate show together at Watson's. Uh, that was so much fun. I had no idea what I was getting myself into for that. Oh, dude, it's wild. Because uh, that type of show, you can't plan for it. It's like almost all like crowd work improv type thing because you yeah. don't get the topics till you're like, a minute or two before you're going to do it. But what's funny is Reese was on that show. The night before that at Watson's, I had to impersonate her <laughs> and do a set of material acting like yeah. I was her. <laughs> I, heard, I, I, I wasn't at that show, but I heard about it. We did something similar like that during Tree Fort, I feel like. in the uh, There was like an open mic in the back for free. Oh, yeah. And there was something yeah, like kind of similar uh, one night. Where like yeah, we were all just kind of like doing each other's sets as other comics. That's it was wild. Funny. It was really funny. Did you get a pick who you're doing though? Yeah, yeah, okay. and you got See, to pick your joke. So it was that a was the curveball. This so, thing because like, like mine, I went up and I did uh, my set. I was LJ, but I was doing one of Haley's jokes. Yeah, kind of a thing. So, oh, that's pretty funny. You're yeah, like being a different character. Doing yeah, someone and else doing their doing material, and so that was really funny and fun. Yeah, that's I love those kind of. I wish um. I wish we could do more of those kind of. I don't want to call them games, but like exercises, exercises yeah. is better. Yeah, yeah. I wish we could do more of those exercises at the mics, 
Like maybe. Well, because the mics not really like, are maybe not like material. The, <clears throat> maybe not like the Thursday mic, because that's like where it's popping. But like on the Monday mics, where it's a little more slow. I mean, I haven't been to the Monday one in a while, so I don't know if it's still slow or not. But I haven't been in a while because I'd have to like schedule my comedy time around the kids and the work and all that stuff that so sense, yeah. i cut mondays for a little while but i'm hosting it all of august so there i'll be go. there every monday next month yeah. <laughs> i don't know maybe if it's just like once a month type thing i don't know it'd be at the we'd have to like ask like obviously i just like that kind of shit i don't yeah. know i think it's good exercise well, it, mixes it gets it people up. out of their comfort zone too i think which i think a lot of comics we kind of get set in our ways yeah. of how we want to do things, which is fine. But you don't of. grow as much. Yeah. Like, even if, so say you're doing all the open mics that you could do, right? And you're working out your material, you're recording your sets, you're listening to it, you're rewriting it, trying to, like, yeah. tag and punch stuff up. But you're only doing that same material over and over, or every time you write a new joke you throw one in, that's... That's all you could do there, but if you start doing improv stuff, you start doing, uh, like, the debates or impersonating somebody, doing characters, act-outs, yeah. then even though it's completely different than your jokes, it will mix into your jokes. Just like if you took yeah. acting classes, almost all I just feel like make sure you adapt on stage, because I feel like your stage presence is such a big part of it also. Yeah. It's comedy, it's cool science. That's one thing I feel like it's I like struggle with more than the writing aspect of it is the stage presence. <laughs> yeah. Some people are really good at it. I feel like you're good at it, but you go to the front and, and you've been doing it a long yeah, time. You look like, down over everybody, got that height on them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a plan. I'm like, yesterday, I love that new stage at the Mad Suite. I wasn't sure. I mean, I like where it's at. We were kind of talking about it earlier. But then, yeah, once I was up there, I like all the space. Yeah. And how wide it is. I was pacing a lot yesterday. Just stretching it out. Dude, yeah. Just checking out the new stage when you're out nice. there. Yeah, that thing's sweet. What'd they do with that old stage? It's still there, so like now they, they have like back? seats up on it and so like those those seats are like elevated up now. It's dope. Oh, okay. So they fit like more people. Oh, and then they can look over the over like people. the lower yeah. people. Yeah, it's nice. cool. That's a great idea. Yeah, Mad, Mad Sweet has the best open mics for sure. Right Shout now. out to Blue City Comedy again <laughs> for that one. Uh, I like going to all different ones though, because I feel like you get different things from each one. Like, for sure. Uh, I've been going to, well, I was living in Boise, I was going to the lounge. There's Mike, and I love going there. Yeah, the uh, Wednesday night one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah. Not yeah, Nampa. Nampa. <laughs> I have to pick one mic. <laughs> Driving on a Wednesday from Nampa. That's pretty rough. I mean, uh, on a Thursday. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I gotta go to one. I have to pick one to go to. Yeah. So it's Saturdays right now for you? Well, Saturday I was, uh, I was already in town for oh, the okay. bike thing after work. And my roommate was home, so they took me at the dog. So I was like, cool. It's my Friday. I'm going to stay out. <laughs> uh, you got a big dog, too, right? And I used to have a big dog. Um, now I just have two blue healers and a okay. little chihuahua mix dog. Yeah, three dogs, though. Yeah. That's still... 
Got to be at home with the puppers. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've tried to do the Wednesday because now it's similar to that Saturday that I was talking about where you could do craft brewers first and then do yeah. that one, which makes for a long night, especially if you, like, wake up early for work like me. Mm-hmm. But you can do two in one night if you're trying to, like, work something yeah. out, you know. Yeah, Plus, we have a good scene for coming. Yeah, and craft brewers you get a lot of time at. Yeah. Because it's usually not a lot of comics in comparison to the other mics. But we were talking a little bit about your family before we started doing the the show. Uh, I always like to get to know a little more about how people came to be the people that they are. And I know that uh, you like comedy, you like... Uh, horticulture and that type of thing i don't know if that's all original to you or if you had some some background in that or uh most of it is yeah original to me um grew up with my mom mostly and then i have a little brother dalton who's about seven years younger than i am and he uh tried to do comedy for a little bit and does every now and then but mostly plays like a lot of games. I guess he like does yeah. a Twitch thing and is like pretty oh, good. Cool. Uh, Would you guys ever do comedy together? I've never seen him do comedy because he they they live in New Mexico. Oh, okay. so I'm like the only one in this area. Yeah, I think I've seen some of his videos. So maybe I mean it would be. I don't think where he was at they had quite the comedy scene though, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. I, I did uh, out-of-town comedy like a couple times and hit the open mics too when I was out there. It's like sometimes you can tell that yeah. that's their only mic for two weeks for everybody in the city. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, I went on the road just uh, like to, like eastern Boy- uh, Idaho with Nate Ford and Emmanuel. Okay. For yeah. just like a few little shows in like Pocatello, or I think it was Pocatello. And um, but yeah, there was like four people in there kind of thing. It was kind of like open mic vibes, oh, but we're like yeah. doing our whole sets and stuff. It was at a bar. <laughs> yeah, and breweries and stuff. Yeah, <coughs> yeah the Which bars cool, are hit or miss. It's yeah. fun, but you don't know if it's like something else is going on in the town. That's the only thing people are going right. to do. <laughs> Maybe small towns just need to learn promotion. Right. They are. They were little towns, that's for sure. Because I feel like if I lived in a little town and there's nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, the one time you have people coming down to the bar, tell some jokes to you. Uh, but yeah. I think that's... Yeah, I grew up in... was born in Idaho Falls... I moved around quite a bit, but mostly was in Nampa from fifth grade to high school, or after high school. Yeah. And then to Boise, and then back to Nampa. So you pretty much always lived in Idaho. Uh, yeah. Like your adult life. You know? Yep. And that's similar to me. Like I wasn't born here, but I uh, I've lived here like over fifteen years of my yeah. life. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Probably more like 18 years now I think of it, because I only lived 
in Oregon for a little while, California for a little while, Washington for a little while. But I did, went to almost all my school here. I only yeah. did two years somewhere else. I lived in Utah um, like a few years ago for a little bit, and it was the worst. Utah's <laughs> was, it, was it like Salt Lake, Utah? Yeah. Or what? Oh, okay. Yeah. The driving was the worst. Yeah. The alcohol was the worst. <laughs> My grandma sent me lottery tickets, uh, and I won for Christmas. Yeah. And I go down to the gas station like a fucking loser and try to cash them, and they're like, we don't do that here. Oh, so gambling's like, illegal? Yeah, in oh, the state man. of Utah. That's wild. I knew the beer watering down thing, but uh, I didn't know that like even scratch. Yeah, the only place there. you could get real beer was at the liquor store. That's hilarious. You so, think she did that on purpose? You think she knew that? No, I don't know. No, <laughs> that's pretty funny. If she did, she's like, ah, <laughs> hopefully you win some money, and then he's like, oh, I gotta drive to cash these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just right down the road, but yeah, I look like a goddamn idiot. I was, I like thought it was that place maybe and I'm pretty sure I drove across the street to the next gas station and tried to cash them there and they were just like no what are you doing yeah it's like when you I go- want my two dollars you know what I mean cause they're just I'm just winning the money back you know, <laughs> shitty two dollar scratchers yeah, I feel like you barely ever even break even on that. Yeah. I just want a hundred bucks on one just <laughs> yeah? a few days ago. Hell yeah, maybe you got the luck. That's Dude, it makes it hard. I, I, uh, I'm a weird, I don't have a real system, but I ask the numbers. I'm like, hey, what number is this one on? And I guess my system is just like, does like that number sound? Like what number ticket it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like this one I just got is 32. Okay. And I don't know why, but I was like, 30, oops, 32. <laughs> I've had mine gracefully. 32 just seemed like a good number, and so I'll usually take that one. But there was like a 68, and I don't know. The one I went on the other day was 7, so I was like, people say that one's lucky, give it yeah, to me. Yeah, lucky 7. And then, yeah, won 100 bucks, so. I just kind of go with what the number feels Maybe like. Maybe there's something to that, like the computer knows the lucky numbers, and it just, that's the... Like seven, eleven, thirteen, something like that. Yeah, um, lucky numbers is a fucking. That's a conspiracy. The conspiracy theory of lucky numbers. Oh yeah, there's tons of stuff behind like all the. Loaded dice, like, baby. Yeah, I actually I had a, a EDM producer uh, DJ on the show two weeks ago uh, from Portland, and he did my numerology, which is like they t- it's kind of like. Uh, your astrology but plus the math of your birthday hmm. to figure out what your personality and all that stuff is interesting yeah i mean i i don't know shit about it obviously i did a poor job of explaining it just now <laughs> he's, if he's listening to this he'll be like Come on, man. It takes me so long to think about what it really is. Uh, which I hope you do. You're going to save my shit, bro. <laughs> then maybe I'll understand it better, hopefully. Uh, but I'm always interested in that type of shit. You know, like, well, just anything, you know, that I don't know anything about. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, do it. I'll, I'll hear about it, listen to it, try to learn more about it, you know. Are you in any, like, superstitions or anything like that? 
<laughs> my brain, my stupid office brain goes, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Yeah. <laughs> um, not like, I don't know, I feel like I see stuff that I, I would, I don't have a problem opening an umbrella indoors because we like hang these open umbrellas inside. Yeah. I'll walk under a ladder if like necessary. Yeah, but you're like not gonna do it on purpose. Yeah, some of them I feel like it's just common sense. Like I don't know, somebody's gonna drop something off the ladder. Is why you don't want to walk under it. But I feel like yeah, there's probably superstition. I I just can't think of something off the top of my head. There's probably something that I'd be like, no, I don't. So if someone told you that hey, this house is haunted, but we could Airbnb there for the weekend. Oh no, I don't know. I'm not about that kind of stuff. No. Yeah. You're like, no, I'm not trying. If that's what we're talking about, yeah, no, I ain't, I ain't trying to be haunted. Yeah, so that, we found the superstition. I don't like being scared. I love, so that's a, that's the thing. I don't like being scared, but like when we go to haunted houses and stuff, I like, I like that adrenaline, but I don't like it. I don't, it's so, it's such a mixed feeling I don't really go to scary movies and stuff unless uh, I, I go with uh, someone yeah. and they usually have me it's their choice it's, it's me to it's either their choice kind of thing yeah and I'm like one of the I, I jump so bad I make the movie <laughs> almost better people say yeah. I'm like ah god damn it <laughs> That's the and best. So, that's the best people to watch yeah <laughs> see that's the and so like yeah is that 3D I've come to like them a little bit more, but yeah, I still wouldn't. I'm very, yeah, I definitely believe in, in ghosts and other gross things. Yeah, I think there's some. I, mean, I don't know if it's like necessarily ghosts or anything. Like, I try to stay pretty open minded about the possibilities of things. Mm-hmm. But I definitely believe that there's like. Paranormal? Energy or some type of paranormal thing that we can't explain that leaves traces on yeah. stuff like whether it's a house or like some dude's watch that he carried every day and then he murders his whole family and if then you, I you look have at your something pocket, and like get, that's bad luck if i look at something and fucking get goosebumps i don't want any part of it anymore yeah. unless it's like a popsicle or something I'm like ah it's just so cold but yeah, if we're going, hey, you want to go to this haunted Airbnb, and I look at it, <laughs> and I go, uh, no, I'm not, I don't, that just, that, <laughs> what you just said is such a bad idea, is what I tell that person. Do you want to go to a haunted Airbnb? <laughs> no. Uh, what day is it? Even if it's it January? Free. It's not even October? <laughs> I think that's the beginning to a lot of like uh, straight to Netflix horror movies. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to? Uh, I got a deal on this haunted Airbnb. The date? August? No, wait. August is still too. We'll go March 3rd. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Haunted Airbnb <laughs> available. Hey, guys, I got a great. <laughs> Got a great deal to go a haunted Airbnb. Wouldn't all right? March third. Well, 
Have you ever seen any type of, uh, or felt any type of thing like that where you were like, I don't think I'll ever go back to this place, or like, uh, seen something that you were like, I don't know how I could explain that. Yeah. Um... I don't know, I try to block, I think, a lot of that stuff out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I know my mom mentioned something kind of spooky when I was a kid, but that was, like, it was something about a bat being, it sounded, I had this, like, I don't even really remember, so I don't want to try to explain the story. She just told me something scary. So you block it out. Uh, uh, oh, it was, like, something from when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Um... Not too much as an adult. Uh, Ty would get these like night terrors yeah. and point at shit and be like oh, really scary. Especially a lot in this one house that we lived in for a while. Uh, this apartment. It was really intense. And so that's kind of. And I'm, like I said, like when we'd go through a haunted house or something, I'm like holding her in front of me. Well, you know that's like, fake, like, deep down. So yeah, that is true. Subconsciously, you're getting adrenaline. That is know, true, like, that just... they can't fucking touch me. <laughs> touch me! <laughs> See, because the haunted house thing, that puts a different level to it. Because I guess it's kind of like when you go to a real, like, haunted Airbnb or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know, and... You'd be like, I don't really know if this is going to kill me or I'm terrible. Me I or... was terrible at hiding... You ever, like, in hide-and-seek and you find a good spot and you're waiting and all of a sudden now you got to pee? Yeah. Or use the bathroom of some sort? Yeah. Whatever that <laughs> might mean. Your just stomach is like, oh, God, this is such a good hiding spot. But, oh, my... Dude, that's me in those scary situations. Like, oh, so I, I gotta, gotta go. I, I gotta, gotta get dip. the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like right before when you go on stage. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I do have to pee sometimes too much before I go on stage, but... Yeah, I feel like that's a thing. Like, you feel like you have to pee a bunch of times before you're gonna perform, even if you don't really have to. It's like your body tricking you or something. Like, you have to get extra prepared, because you're like... Right? I mean... You'll be fine. How you're often a grown someone... adult. You can control your bladder. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny too that we do it when it's like five minutes, five minutes. We're like, we gotta make sure. Have to to one more time. But I feel like uh, psychedelics do that to you too. Like <laughs> you're tripping. You're oh, like, fuck, yeah. I would go to the bathroom a few times and be like, I don't even have to pee, but I'm in here, so I'm gonna try to pee because I came in here because I thought I had to pee. That's <laughs> the way that rolls sometimes. Yeah, maybe mushrooms just make you want. Look at your junk. What made you want to get into comedy, Jake? Uh, well, I always liked doing comedy. Or <laughs> doing Do you comedy. have a favorite comic? Uh, I wouldn't say I necessarily like one favorite comic because I like a lot of different styles. Like I like storytelling. I like roast stuff, like you yeah. were saying. Uh, right, let me shift gears. I don't want to cut you off again, but what comp? What and. What did you watch or hear that made you go, oh, wow, this is comedy, and I can, I want to do this, if that makes sense? Yeah, so it's weird, it's weird for me, because I was always a big fan of comedy, and I, like, grew up loving comedy and watched comedy like specials and stuff? Yeah, when specials, I'd watch it on okay. HBO, I'd, like, stay up extra late oh, just wow. so I could watch That's comedy, cool. and then, like, once we got streaming, because we grew up without that, and then we got it, yeah. and now I could watch all this stuff, and I still... 
never thought like I'm gonna be doing that, even mm-hmm. though I loved it, you know. I never thought of myself as the like stand up entertainer or whatever. I just loved it as a fan. Yeah. Kill Tony is actually what made me want to do it because I didn't. Once I started listening to that show, I realized the open mic aspect of it. Because from specials and TV, you don't yeah. see that at all. And For I sure. never went to an open mic. That's fair. So I thought it was like, maybe open micing was like, when people go to try it out, I didn't realize that it was like, that's how you do it. You yeah. like work your thing, you get booked shows from it, you do littler shows, and you get bigger and bigger shows, maybe get, you know, yeah. put on a tour or something. But I always thought it was like, there's only one scale of comics and they're doing specials like i didn't understand the dynamic of it but that show uh kill tony i saw you know the open mic aspect of it and was like oh i definitely could do that you know right i know of kill tony but i don't think i've ever really watched any of it it's like a giant live open mic is the easiest way to describe it and then he like roasts them afterwards or something right yeah yeah Yeah. he he'll roast them and then it's brian redband uh, which he doesn't do much roasting because he's not, uh, he's working the soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's got to hit those fart noises. <laughs> uh, uh, and then they have like a guest. Yeah, yeah. And they travel around and do it. And then sometimes, well, most of the time they do it in Texas now, but they used to do it at the comedy store. Yeah, and my really good friend, here, another plug, Casey Rocket. Yeah. yeah fucking listen, I fucking love Casey. He's living in Austin. Hell yeah. I, I, think, follow, I follow his shit. Oh, man. God. Uh, since, you, if, since you like Killing podcasts, it. let me do another plug. Uh, the Grimace Half Hour Power Hour. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Uh, I got to, I was so lucky. Casey <laughs> to host uh, not once but twice both tree forts on the on the podcast with him because that's first, a live one too right those ones yeah. were live yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a lot of fun hopefully hopefully this is enough pressure for him to put it out there because both of them are not available yet but <laughs> uh, they were so good I don't know it's such a good podcast it's so ridiculous and fun and he is so funny. Uh, oh yeah he's hilarious yeah. I see his clips and I see uh, an episode of a podcast with him and uh, William Montgomery which is a dude off Kill Tony oh yeah yeah I know that they I know he's got a little in with the Kill Tony yeah team. He, I listen to their show like all times so I'm a big yeah. fan he only did their show once uh, cause it's like a bucket pull type thing yeah but the cool thing about it is like if you crush it they're gonna book you for shows right oh, there on the sure. spot, and then he got booked for a tour. Yeah, from doing that, and then uh, some people get booked to be a regular on the show, where then every week you go up there and you do your one minute, and then if they tour, you go with them, and then you end up like uh, they have a regular on there, uh, that same guy William Montgomery that kill Tony, right? We're talking so yeah. much about it. That too, we'll tag you can tag him in there too. Be like, hey. We hyping up your fucking thing, bro. Fuck yeah. He, he's uh, teaching me something right here. He's inspiring to a lot of comics. That's like, cool. I didn't know that that's how you could do it. You know? Yeah. Like, how did you find out about the open micing side of it? Um, so, oh, this is, I like, I love, I low-key love telling my comedy life's, uh, so I didn't learn about oh, yeah. comedy, I mean, I was always a class clown. I always loved attention, that's for sure. Uh, I didn't realize 
I didn't realize someone could be on stage to to do that just to make people laugh <laughs> yeah. until I saw Dane Cook in 2003 or heard him and so Dane Cook who is also awesome on Instagram so we'll plug Dane Cook yeah. too Dane and Cook he's, com- he's making a comeback he's oh, like yeah. I guess he's been com- doing a lot of stuff Good. he did a Rogan podcast yeah. which is the biggest one uh, I love Dane Cook he was my original comedy inspiration Okay. Uh, and so, so that was like, oh, I guess his, his thing came out in 2003. I didn't listen to him in 2003. I'd have been too young. His so that special? Was like, yeah, one of his specials. I was, um... Was that the oh, one where he's in the round? He's in the middle of the crowd? No. It's like a three-finger the, stick. That's the vicious circle. Great oh, okay. special. Yeah. But, uh, god damn it. Anyways, that's not really important. I know I was like, so I graduated in 2010. So, 29, 209, 8, 7. So, it's probably like, yeah, 5 or 6, uh, 2005 or 2006 is probably when I heard this, some Dane Cook and was like, oh my God. While you were still in high school? Yeah, so I like, yeah, I'm pretty like a a young teenage dingus at this point. Yeah, Uh, and now you're like, I'm going to go pro. And then fast fast forward, so my senior year, so I did theater and that kind of stuff too, and I, I read that. A lot of stand-up comedies like went to college for theater. Yeah. I even did a little semester of theater in college, way back in the day. But uh, so my senior year in high school, my theater teacher, who's hella fucking cool, uh, he did a whole semester of stand-up comedy for oh, us nice. because he, I guess, did some stand-up in L.A. and he like knew that I was interested. And he's, yeah, that's sweet. He's fucking hella dope. Did any of the other kids stick with it? Oh no, no! It was <laughs> no. It, to me, low key. Like I think it was tailored to me. It nice. was just fucking hella nice of him. Yeah, if he like, knows that they're just taking it as elective or whatever, he's like this guy, you know. Like, yeah, I was like, dude, I want to do stand up comedy, and I th- yeah, and he said he did some stand up in L.A. for a while, and yeah, it was really cool. So we did that, and then I went to Liquid when it was still around. And I was underage, so I had to, like, wait in the hall. I don't even know. I don't really know how I got introduced to it. I just think I had to, I just think I looked up open mics Yeah. somehow. So you saw Dane Cook, and then you started looking into comedy online and probably figured out the open mic thing, or? Well, that was probably years late. I think, because I didn't go to an open mic until I was, like, eight. Yeah, I had to have been 18, 17 or 18. Yeah. Um, That's still a real early start, you know? Yeah, I had to wait, and the only place that did open mics, it was just the liquid on Wednesdays, and that was it. And I had to wait in the back, and my dad took me a time or two, and, like, come out, do my thing, and then they fucking mm. shuffle you back into the back yeah, and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and it's so... Like Jack Wheeler? So, exactly, <laughs> So, uh, I did that a few times, um, kind of started growing up a little bit, and then I could drive, I was driving from Nampa to the, the Liquid, and this is when the Liquid still was just, it was just them, and I was 21-ish. That was the only comedy abortion. Yeah, I was 21, 22, and Olick was hosting, bless his heart, I love Olick. Yeah, um, Olick's hilarious. He, uh... At, I showed up one day at 7.03 when sign-ups were at 7, and the list was full. 
and I like just drove oh. out from Nampa, and at 21, yeah. you know, you're poor, and yeah. kind of, I, was, I think I was in college at that time. Well, anytime or, that happens, it burns your whole Yeah, mind. and I was just like, what the fuck? And so I got really discouraged, and um, the Crescent Brewery down in, in Nampa just started doing some comedy, and that's when they first started, but it just kind of wasn't... It now it's picked up steam. Chris in Nampa. Yeah, in Nampa. I just did that one for the first time. It's a great room. Yeah, I mean, I it's it. little, but yeah. they they usually bring some good people to laugh in there, and they've been doing it yeah for a long time. Uh, they're they're yeah. So all those now, pictures technically I mean. now the well they're not they are still doing shows. They're not doing open mics. They're yeah. that's just what they started with though. And they so started I did a few with the open mics. Yeah, okay. and they were dead and so i remember being 21 liquid was a buzzkill because i could make it or not make it yeah. god forbid i can't find a parking spot you know kind of yeah. a thing like that's a lot of pressure no guarantee driving yeah. to and from Nampa. <laughs> yeah uh and then i'd go to crescent a few times but it just wasn't the vibe of a real comedy club at that yeah. time you know there was maybe one or two people in there and i was a new comic it was uncomfortable yeah, I'm like, well, why am I doing this? It's kind super. Of a thing. It's it's a totally different thing to do comedy to like two or three or yeah, versus, anything less than six. I feel like yeah, because for sure. it's one group of people pretty much. Yeah, so they're gonna agree or disagree, and then like once you lose them, they're lost. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. There's a bunch of big uh, and so, pitfalls to um, it. Like it's good to work out stuff though. Yeah, got discouraged. Didn't do comedy for. 21 probably like three or four years and then uh i was talking to ty about uh yeah i was just like oh yeah i used to do st we were watching a comedy special or something and i was like i used to do this and, no you didn't and i was like oh, oh, really? let's go <laughs> let's so we went to an open mic i think Oleg was still hosting this time around uh and yeah so you stopped doing it for like three years yeah for a while because i was oh, just kind of okay. like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then now I've been doing it can semi consistent. I did take a three month hiatus earlier this year, yeah. but uh, besides that, I mean, I've been doing it semi consistently. I was on some well, yeah some stuff. I get to guest spot for Mr. Dave Hill. Boom, dude, this woo. show's gonna be full of fucking plugs. <laughs> uh, Mr. Dave Hill, who's coming to the Mad Swede downtown, another Mad Swede, nice. uh, next fifteenth and sixteenth. Oh, okay. And I'm guest spotting on the 16th, so go yeah. to that one. You get back to back two yeah. nights. I don't get to guest spot on both, but Dave Hill's there both nights, and he's amazing. Yeah. I tried to host for him, but I just didn't. That's all right. Uh, he's really cool. He's really funny. I've never, yeah, I don't know. Never met him. I've yeah. been a lot of hype. But yeah. follow him on Instagram, because that's where the, that, he's funny. Yeah, I haven't seen a, sh a show of him, but... Yeah, I don't think I... I mean, he, he on his Instagram, he's posted a little, like, a few clips. sets. Yeah, clips of his sets and stuff. But, God, yeah. he's just... Uh, the very first reel of him, he's like, Hi, or, hey, this is Dave from before. And I was like, that's fucking... never seen <laughs> you before. Yeah. And you're introduced... That was just... I was like, I'm sold. Yeah. That's great. He's hilarious. Just that style and charisma. Yeah. Know? I mean, my favorite comics are Stephen Wright, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, okay. Uh, Dane Cook, obviously. Yeah. I 
and then the rest I just I love all of the other ones really I love Bo Burnham for different reasons his yeah, current see, one that's my thing when you ask me about like who my favorite one is is because I like so many different styles of comedy like, yeah like I like musical comedy like Bo Burnham and like Fly to the Concord. I love Fly to the Concord. <laughs> you, know? you should look at Flo and Jane. Okay. They're another. They're like a UK comedy duo. They're awesome. They do music stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love that kind of stuff, and like obviously, like Weird Al, you know, as far as the music side of things. But I, I like Tom Segura for storytelling and uh, Christopher Titus for storytelling. Yeah. And I'm like in love with the idea that you can just tell a long story. For 15 minutes of something that happened to you that week or in your life and people are laughing the whole time throughout right because it, it's you know packed with punchlines because that's super hard to do but i love i love that but then i also like one-liners like mark norman is one of my favorite dudes and he's just one after another after another which is like a real homage to like old school comics who were you know like uh ronnie dangerfield as far as one-liners yeah. go just pumping 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 them out so I like all different styles. It's hard for me to say, like, you know, like one person uh, as my favorite, especially on like act outs. I, I love act outs, even though I never do that. Like, like Chris Tucker, he's one of my favorite comics, and uh, I could never do anything in his style because of the way he's able to play that character and how uh, it's almost like even if he didn't say anything, he'd be loud. You yeah, know what I mean, because the acting. Like, some people fill the whole room before they even spit out the punchline. And I feel like I got to lean more on the clever writing side and, like, win them over to my side. And then, so, you know, like, See, you know, and that's why I think... But that, I'm new in it. I think know? that exercise that we were talking about <coughs> before would come in handy so you'd have to get out of your comfort zone. And you never know, dude. Maybe you can't... Sometimes acting out is not as much. I feel like, I feel like you're making it more than it needs to be. Yeah. I, maybe I just get comfortable with just like walking up there, a little pacing, a little joke telling, getting yeah. off the stage. Well, I'm, not, I'm not saying change your vibe at all. That could hold. That could be your niche. Um, but if you're worried. Just felt like you were I just like so many styles, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, and, you can and do I don't it. know what uh what even my niche is, you know. That's true. So that's true. There's a lot of niches. Yeah. Well I really like the one liner stuff, but to me like to do long sets of that is a very like <laughs> Jake Myers. <laughs> like that's so gnarly. He does great a great one liner set gotta know remember so many jokes yeah and when it's such a short joke like that you can't miss any words or mix them up or anything or it doesn't make any sense yeah like i don't know it's one of my favorite styles though yeah i just love comedy yeah when you do good with the crowd work stuff too crowd work's my favorite mm. i wish See, that's another, that's probably like an exercise, not, what is today? Today is Sunday. It's probably not this week, because I probably should practice for Dave Hill on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm in the zone. But, uh, yeah, that's one exercise that I like to try to do. Sometimes I get a little scared and fall back on material, but 
go up there without any intention to do material. Or when I was younger, uh, and I would hang out and watch all the comics, mm. and I would take notes, and then I would try to kind of almost, this maybe where the roasting came from, because I'd kind of either roast or joke make around. Make off of what they make all a said. Comment. Yeah. And that's why I enjoy hosting. Um, yeah, that works really good with fairly, hosting. Yeah, well, at least hosting open mics, but even like regular shows too, I suppose. But uh, Yeah, not necessarily the roasting as much, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> People get pissed. Here comes your headliner, that piece of shit. Which is totally fine at an open mic. I mean, they're <laughs> most of them are pieces of shit. <laughs> but you say that about the headliner, they might not come back. Right. No. Um, so, yeah. Did you always start by doing uh, crowd work, or is that something that you got into later on? Because I know, I at first, when I first started, I was, like, overly obsessive about writing my, my material practicing my material uh, before I would ever do it on stage and stuff and I never thought about doing like any type of improvised stuff or yeah. any type of like uh, writing on stage where you have like the premise but you don't have like it fully worked out maybe oh, you have a punchline or a tag or thing that dude I was terrified of that when I first started and I was like there's no way I could ever do that yeah. but I'd say for the last two months I've done more of that than writing uh like actually writing out yeah. each word i'll think of an idea i'll write it down or make a voice memo of it and then later on maybe like think about it punch it up a little bit think of a joke or two to put in but then do the yeah. the bit more of like here's what happened and then fill it in you know i because then you can change it up based on the crowds yeah the crowds reaction instead of your idea at home on the computer or whatever right. you know I do most of my writing, quote-unquote, in the car. Um, Driving? Yep. And I did my first voice memo pre, like, not in front of an audience. I was just driving around. Yeah. Um, typically, I'll write down just tag words and then try to be like, <laughs> use my big old smart brain to remember it, but usually it doesn't work out like that. Like, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, I usually, most of my jokes have been written off a premise that I was just working out on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, probably 80% of them. There's a few. And so, and, well, I, I mean, I guess it depends. Like, my Lieutenant Sniffles joke, mm-hmm. I was definitely just in the car, and I wrote that joke, and I had to stop, and I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. There's another joke that I just wrote down the other day. I don't know what it is right now. Just, just because you thought of it pretty much oh, beginning to end in that's, your head. That's the like joke, this is what you know, it is. Like yeah. Beginning punch and pun or you know, whatever the stupid comedy recipe is. Like <laughs> it was just so good. The Lieutenant Sniffles joke is yeah, probably my favorite slash yeah, probably my favorite joke. It's my longest reigning joke. It's such a good joke that I, I've been well kind of like tooting its own horn but uh i've been working <laughs> it around i can work a lot of you other build jokes up a bit i can yeah <laughs> i can exactly like there's this joke now and i'm like definitely mashing a bunch of jokes on top of it and it's been really 
nice. It's been helping add up time a little bit, too. Yeah, well, it's cool to be able to have, like, a staple that you know, and then switch it up with different material before or after it in different order for different shows and then you have you know different things you can yeah. do and that it helps you decide what wants to keep later on you right know? well and i need to go back because i've had two in two separate um incidences one yesterday uh and one like yeah like a week ago people mentioned old jokes that i don't do anymore they're like i love this joke and I mentioned it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Brent, so I need, a, I need to, like, yeah, dust off the book a little bit. I like that gravy joke you're telling, but... See, I love that joke, too. Seasonal. It's a seasonal. <laughs> I have that joke, and I have another Halloween, uh, a pirate joke. Both yeah. are seasonal jokes, which is, yeah. I can stretch it out from, yeah, about October... And I can change it from Thanksgiving to, you know, obviously there's more eating in yeah, January. Yeah. Up to, yeah, probably about January. Once I get into February, that joke doesn't, like, work as much. And that joke I've had around a long time, too. And see, and that's one thing I, I guess you learn also. And it's hard because sometimes I'll look at my material and I probably have, like, 30... I probably have 30 to 45 minutes of actual material... But none of it's actually polished together. How would I make this into it? How would I make this into oh, a comedy yeah, special? And talk about it. And talk, yeah, for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And, uh, I mean, at, at a regular show, I could probably fill the time. But then plus my crowd work. Then yeah. See, that's another thing that's... And, oh, to come back, how I like, came into crowd work when you asked, uh, I think, what was happening to me is I'd go up there with my... Because when I did start originally doing comedy, I did write a lot. Everything, yeah. And I'm terrible at writing. And I'm, like, yeah. a terrible writer. Uh, yada, yada, yada. All right? Maybe not terrible. That's, I shouldn't Hand think that way. and spelling and stuff. I, can, I have mean, great penmanship, like... and I can spell... F I, I'm terrible at spelling bigger words. Yeah. I'm okay. Gosh, trying to not belittle myself so much kind of a thing. <laughs> Yeah. I just wasn't into it so much back if then. If you think you're bad at spelling, just ask any kid. They oh, never had I'm to spell definitely anything. bad at spelling. That's yeah. not the... That's. But the next generation never has to spell anything. Ever, yeah. So they're probably terrible at it. Anyways, um, so yeah, I... Goddamn, what were we talking about? Fuck. Spelling. <laughs> I know, I know, we got... It's, tangent uh how you used to write everything when you very first i did started. used to write everything and it kind of got you into doing crowd work because maybe oh because i um i would run out of time with my pre-planned stuff yeah and then would panic and kind of hey how you doing over here yeah yeah <laughs> a little bit um so yeah i enjoy that and you gotta practice it. I wish I wish oh, I was yeah. quicker at it. I've been watching a lot of crowd work people on Instagram lately, and I'm like, yeah, like Schultz. I love Andrew yeah. Schultz. <laughs> did, did you watch his one little special on YouTube? The crowd work special. Yeah. Oh, super. Good. I loved his little Netflix um, series during the pandemic. Did you watch it? No, was that? I mean, it was during the pandemic. It's a show? So it was just yeah, it's just a little thing, and he's. 
doing what we're doing. He's just sitting there and he's talking to a camera. Um, it's kind of like little facts and news, but Andrew Schultz. It's called the version. flagrant or something. Because I, I listen to I'll that podcast up. now, but I didn't back then, so it might be the same thing. But that's yeah, uh, a lot of crowd work. It's good. It's good to practice because you'll need it. Oh yeah, definitely. One, it helps with hosting. It helps with, like you said, not just filling time, but building up the vibe between you and the audience in the room and like building a relationship between each other which is the most important thing like if you lose somebody but you can get them back by being like here's oh it's okay i noticed this you know here's our one thing that i guess for me and that people will also probably say about me i don't know god that sounds so cocky i hate talking like that here's one thing <laughs> that people like the, in my it's opinion, weird to describe yourself. It's <laughs> weird to describe, and, and I guess my tactics. I never thought about it so much like this, I suppose. But with crowd work, in my opinion, you can't lose control, and I think that's where a lot of people maybe either struggle or they lose control, and then they don't want to do it anymore, maybe or something. Yeah. I don't know the backgrounds, but that's the key. Well, I you think. don't know how it's going to end, and so. My thing, if at any point that I feel like I am out of, I'm, and that's a part of my roasting too. I've told a bit, I, I totally, <laughs> this girl kept trying to talk during one of my sets, yeah. like to me about, I, while I, you're on stage. Because here's the thing, sometimes, especially in like a bar setting too, if you give them, if you give a mouse a cookie kind of thing, it's yeah, like, yeah. they think it is good to include them, but they need to know their place is kind yeah, of the thing. They and can't just let them control the set. I've seen that happen to a lot and of And it happens and a lot. Set. And yeah, uh, this one time at, um, oh, they're not a, it's, a, it's called Docs, but I think the pandemic. Oh, okay, yeah, right by the out. freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a cute little tiny room, and this girl just kept trying. <laughs> and I was just like, shush, shush. Sh- Shut, shut the fuck up. You know, like sometimes <laughs> yeah, you just gotta tell. I mean, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta tell mean, people like ah. they know. Oh, sometimes they don't. Sometimes mm. people don't, and that's what I'm saying about the like. Sometimes if you give them a little bit, and now they're like, oh. There's a m- common misconception between comic, comics watching a show. Not misconception, but audience members. They think they can help sometimes. Yeah. I think I've that, experienced that. And I write that yeah. down, and then I go talk to the But I feel like once you later. start talking shit to them, they back down most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Unless they're, like, out of control drunk, or they're going to be a problem from the first place. Yeah. You know, like, there's one guy that I've seen a couple times at the Mad Suite that has been a problem, like a repetitive problem thing in the audience. That, uh, he doesn't come very often. I don't think he's coming back. It was from, like, he's from out of town or mm-hmm. something, but... I feel like some people walk into a comedy show knowing, like, at some point I'm going to get pissed and throw my hat up in the air and storm out of here. Right. You know, like, before they even get there. They're just waiting for the guy to pull the trigger on, you know? Yeah. Comedy is intense. I imagine those same type of people are like the dude who's, like, gets in a fight with his wife every single day over whatever the shit. Probably, yeah. And then they go out on a date... So he can get in a fight with the guy on stage, 
and then he doesn't have to get in a fight with her. Dude, dude. And then she's like, oh, <laughs> date night. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Was it an open mic? It was. I'm pretty sure it was. There was a couple kind of in the back, and their kid, they brought their fucking kids. Yeah, right? to the old bar open mic. Dude, yeah. yeah. And their little kids, that little, little silent 